The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Pleasure. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into Bears All Access. Hopefully tonight a bit of diversion for all of you hunkered down, dealing with the crisis and the virus and those suffering uh, financially. And hopefully your health is good out there and avoiding the tentacles of this virus. Uh, Certainly humbling indeed. I'm Jeff Joniak, awaiting Tom Thayer and Jim Miller joining us from his Michigan home. In fact, we're all at our homes working on the show this week. Big Jim, how are you handling everything? I'm doing well. Hey, kids uh, at home, like you said, you've had to adjust, change some things, trying to be mindful of of what we're being asked to do as uh, as citizens of this great country and obviously how it's affected everybody uh, globally. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, like everybody else, adjusting and things are, are changing constantly as uh, we still try to, you know, be mindful of everything that's going on and be conscientious of, of what we need to do. And for the first time we hear of, of someone in the National Football League testing positive with the news today that uh, Naperville native and New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton testing positive for the virus. First person in the NFL. I'm certain it won't be the last, uh, but he's uh, about eight days into it apparently. No fever, no cough, but uh, feeling pretty good other than being fatigued. And that's the good news health-wise, but it's a, it's a reminder of what may be ahead. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. I think, you know, Sean even talked about it. He, he wanted to go out and be public about it and just explain what what he's going through. And from the respiratory side of it, he said he hasn't had the ill effects that other people that have been infected by the by the virus that they've had to endure. So for, for him, it seems to be going pretty well. But, again, he really wanted to stress of what we need to do, what to be mindful of, how you can help everybody out in terms of your, your fellow citizens in order to protect everybody that, that's out there. Because, again, there's, there's information that's coming out almost minute to, to, to minute from businesses and orders, whether it's uh, you know here in the state of Michigan and what you're dealing with there in the, the state of Illinois and what we're dealing with uh, as a country. And, uh, again, plenty to be mindful of. But, again, I think it's just for him to come out and be public. We know NBA players have come out that have tested positive as well. And what we're all dealing with and what we have to do to try and, you know, they talk about a spike that is coming. We need to get that spike to flatten out. We definitely need to get it flattening out and heading in the different direction. And the more mindful of what we are to know what we have to do to, to help out, I think everybody will be better off as a whole. And I think that's what they're trying to get to. Jeff Joniak, Jim Miller here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Tom Thayer will be along as well. Our producers tonight, Mike Rankin and Mike Chen, helping us out. And hopefully uh, a lot of people listening tonight because uh, I know in, in the town I live in, uh, it's people are heeding the advice. Nobody's out and about and uh, other than walking the dogs and keeping that social distance. So that's that's the way to do it. And I know a lot of people at WBBM uh, staying at home, working uh, and using the technology available to them. Jim, with free agency hitting, and we're going to get in deep into it tonight with, with what the Bears have done um, reportedly because nothing is official until physicals are taken, until contracts are signed. But what are you hearing from your NFL people and your show on SiriusXM NFL Radio, Moving the Chains with Pat Kerwin, uh, about this whole situation 
and about free agency, that it did lift off the ground on, on the timeline that was originally scheduled despite this situation. Yeah, you know, and obviously a lot of people came out and said, hey, whether the NFL PA and the NFL uh, agreed upon it, they knew it would have to be modified. But to push back the entire, you know, free agency, because that was talked about as well, I mean, already, you, you, as we, I think we already see with how this virus is going to be dealt with moving forward, I think everybody already knows OTAs are going to be pushed back. Many camps are going to be pushed back. Some teams already think that, uh, you know, until we get back to normalcy, that the whole off-seasons may be scrapped until training camp. So it kind of makes sense for free agency to proceed. You know, a lot of these uh, free agent contracts that you just mentioned, Pat, yes, you do have to make it official by getting a physical, and certainly all teams are going to want to get a physical by their own doctor, but they're figuring out ways that, hey, maybe we've got a partner doctor in another city where a player lives that we can deal with, whether getting an MRI or things like that. But ultimately, you know, probably what will happen is you'll still get a second physical uh, for a player once this uh, this virus and everything retreats and you can start to to meet and fly and do all these things that you need to do personally uh, to have a hands-on approach to, to really you know justify and, and make all these contracts uh, official. So I think it makes sense that they do it a little bit earlier. We'll see how it affects uh, later in the offseason, again, as I mentioned, through the OTAs and everything. And the bottom line is if a player doesn't pass a physical, they just go back into the free agent market. You know, so business has to be adjusted, you know, and that's across the board. It's not just NFL football. This is, you know, even for me locally, like whether it's the local bank, I'm getting emails every every single day that, hey, we'll no longer be, you know, having a walk in service at, at your at your bank. Everything's going to be done electronically and and how you got to do it. And these are by minute to, to the minute changes. So it's not just restaurants and everything It's businesses overall as, as a whole that are having to adjust and do things differently and trying to do it the best way possible uh, and for all the teams out there. It's it's not ideal, but I think they're coming up with the best solutions that they can. And I believe the NFLPA actually sent out a flyer to all the agents today of how they should go about the physicals, the best way for the agents to, to work with teams to get these deals done. And again, if a player ultimately does not pass his physical and has a failed physical, you know, most likely that player, you know, will not be signed and they'll just go back into the free agent market. And that's how it's always been anyway. But teams will have to adjust at that point to sign another player or turn towards the draft or things of that nature of what they need to do to conduct business. Well, right now, like all sports and all businesses, uh, we're at the mercy of the virus and how we as a population control our own situations to prevent that from from advancing, and that's really the, the, the situation right now. No other way to look at it. Tom there joining us now, Tom. Uh, it, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, obviously, and you're back home from Hawaii. I'm back home from Europe, and, and Jim's been uh, working out of his home. But, you know, for football players, and you guys as players have dealt with certain situations, whether it be strike years or, or work stoppages for whatever reason, the lockout for the players recently. You know, my first question about this for players, since they're not allowed to be in the buildings, uh, their training facilities pretty much are being shut down as well because of, the social distancing aspect of it. How do you train? How do you train? How do you stay in shape for when the offseason ultimately will be in? Well, you know, there's probably about 35% of the guys have really nice home gyms in their, in, inside their house. So they can have that workout opportunity at home. 
But you know the thing that always concerns me about working out in the offseason, Jeff, if you're realistically going to handle the type of weight that's going to turn you into an NFL body, uh, no matter what position you play, you always have to have guidance, assistance, and spotters around you. And you're not going to be able to have that for the, the for uh, unforeseen time. So I think these guys have to have a, a you know a realistic approach about what they have first of all what facilities do they have access to whether they're owned personally or even something they're going to have to make up in their mind so the guys get creative they've been around fitness and being active their whole life and um you know this is just another challenge to every one of them that they have to be able to get as prepared as they possibly can before they can get into a a, a building with um supervision yeah and i yeah, think the worst I'm sorry, for, but for the Bears, I mean, we all know that that first phase of, of workouts when players are welcome back to, to work out, it's just phase one is basically getting guys in shape to go on the field. So I would think the, the Bears training staff and their strength staff, they'll be able to send players, just email out a list, hey, for the big guys, here's your workout. We want you doing X amount of uh, bench or squat or, you know, in terms of your cardio that they want to get done just to get players that base, that foundation that they need. And they can email all that stuff out, that information, and players can just follow it much like they follow a script uh, every day in the National Football League. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen if uh, players believe that this is going to linger and wipe out the offseason and maybe even all the way to training camp or even training camp and not prepare the way they need to prepare to get their bodies right to even get into that first phase of the process. All right, we'll continue on. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Joel E.A. Booneyway is going to join the program as well. Uh, A young man who uh, one day wants to be a doctor with some unique insight into this current situation, this pandemic that is uh, embracing all of us right now. This is Bears All Access, presented by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome in to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller, your hosts tonight in another edition of this show. We'll be back with you next Wednesday as well. But uh, a lot to break down, a lot to unpack here, guys. So let's dig in with the reported deals and reported... uh, situations that have have taken place with the Bears organization because none of it's official issued by the organization. But uh, paramount is the trade for quarterback Nick Foles, uh, reportedly for the Bears' fourth-round pick. Uh, Nick uh, suggesting bear down on his social account today. So a change of address again for a Super Bowl-winning MVP quarterback just a few years ago from the Philadelphia Eagles. Your impressions on the deal right away, Tom and, and Jim. Well, for, I like it, you know, because of the fourth-round value that you were able to give up for him. He's got great experience. He's got great experience with the quarterback room already in terms of the coaches that he's been around. He's got experience as a moment's notice or he has experience as an incoming starter. So I do think it's going to benefit the quarterback room. It's, all, you know, an increase in competition at any position I think is always good. And, you know, one thing that's of value to this football team is when you have experienced quarterbacks at one one, two, and three, throw into your practice players, your first and second level players. Everybody's going to improve because of it. Because this is not a Nick Folds Bears or Mitchell Trubisky Bears. This is the Chicago Bears. So it should be the goal of everybody who's going to be involved in the off-season program throughout training camp and the regular season should be about making the Bears better. So 
again, I, I like competition, and I like the experiences Nick has had so far in his career. Uh, for me, I think the Bears did all their due diligence that they could. They make the call over to uh, Cincinnati. It sounds like the asking price for Andy Dalton was too high. You make the call to the Carolina Panthers. There are the injury history there that makes that potentially problematic with Cam Newton. They make the call to Nick Foles, and, and Nick Foles and the Jacksonville Jaguars is kind of a complicated deal because all the money that's involved there. He just signed an $88 million deal last year for Jacksonville, only played in four games. We know he broke his collarbone early, as uh, Tom's mentioned. You've got great insight from coaches in the building that have worked with this young man before, and he's played at a high level now. This guy was a Super Bowl MVP. So he fits the bill as one a guy who can step in and play and win games, and he's been in the mentor role as well. So it's not over for Mitch Trubisky just because you signed Nick Foles. I don't think they're kicking anybody to the curb here. That's up to Mitch and how he competes and what happens. We mentioned long ago on Bears All Access, it's going to be somewhat of a similar situation to Tennessee. They brought in Ryan Tannehill, and they gave Marcus Mariota every opportunity. Unfortunately for Marcus Mariota, didn't the play the the level of play wasn't what that what they needed to do, and that's why Ryan Tannehill got a shot. So I think Nick Foles provides all that for the Chicago Bears and why it works for everybody. Jim, break him down in terms of his style, his mechanics. Certainly, a lot of people know what he can do because of that Super Bowl run, filling in for the injured Carson yeah. Wentz and leading that Eagles team. But break him down as he fits in this Bears offense. Well, first off, he's well liked. And I will say this, I know Nick even from back when he was at Michigan State. People forget he transferred back to Arizona. And he was well-liked at Michigan State. And there is not one team that he's played on in the NFL that not every person in the organization doesn't like him. He's a very likable guy. He works hard. He's had his trials and tribulations. He's very grounded, uh, down-to-earth, and he just wants everybody to, to be better. That's what it's about, and it's about winning. As for his skill sets, he's a longer-limb corner or a quarterback. I think we all know that. Probably does have a bigger wind-up than most guys because his levers are so big. Uh, but as we know, he's played at a high level, and he's been in this offense, and he's had a lot of success in it uh, in the past. Does have timing and rhythm to his throws. His strength is the long ball. That's why when you look at Philadelphia and their march to, to the Super Bowl, it was about double-move goes. I mean, this guy is extremely accurate uh, down the field, and I think he's extremely tough. Somewhat of a mirage, him going down with the broken collarbone last year, and that disrupted his season. It's about as good as a get you can get, uh, in my opinion, for a compensatory fourth-rounder to add him to the building. I think that's a pretty good get for the Bears. You know, Tom, for me, just analyzing all this in the in the carousel, any any number of things could have happened, but in terms of making the most sense, Given the situation with the unknown, that's a big variable here. You got a quarterback with vast knowledge in this system. Yes, he's overcoming an injury and a rough season last year, but with three coaches on staff, including your head coach and play caller, it, it just seems to me, and given what Jim has discussed and what we've learned about Nick Foles and his personality and his team first attitude, I mean, this was about the most simplest and direct decision to make at the quarterback position to increase competition and to help Mitch and to help each other that you could possibly have put down on paper. Yeah, you know, the quarterback position is what we're talking about right now. But, you know, go even go to the other side of the ball, Jeff. When you're talking about making this decision with the thought of your defense in the back of your mind, 
because this is a division-winning, playoff-winning style defense, and that's what needs to be complemented. So if you can come in here and you can bring competition at any position on offense, whether it's an improvement in the running game, um, competition at the quarterback position, more value at the receiver tight end position that we've gotten out of the past, that's ultimately what you're looking at. Is So how can Mitchell Trubisky and how can the quarterback position, Nick Folds, how they, they all work together with all the new coaches coaches they have to make this offense at the level that it was a couple years ago, but at a level that it can help the assist the special teams and the defense get to this playoff race this year. All right, another reported deal for Robert Quinn. It's a reported $70 million deal with $30 million guaranteed to rush the passer. We'll break down that story as well. And we joined at the bottom of the hour by Joel E.A. Booneyway. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Back with you on Bears All Access, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Joel E.A. Booneyway. So uh, before the break, dangled out Robert Quinn, a reported deal with the Bears, uh, an elite pass rusher, 80 and a half in his career, a breakout 11 and a half last season. You go back to his days with the Rams on a very good defensive line when he had 19 sacks back in 2013, was an all-pro player, twice a pro bowler. Um, what does this exchange, essentially, Leonard Floyd for Robert Quinn, at least on passing downs, mean to the Bears' pass rush? Fellas, we'll start with Tom. You know, Jeff, I think you have to bring in more value than just passing downs. I think it's a little bit unfair to Robert Quinn because he does have 4-6 speed coming out of college and he can beat the offensive tackle coming around the corner or he can spread outside the offensive tight end and still beat the tackle around the corner. Those are the qualities that you, you know, admire the most about him or, you know, spring to the top first. But his change of direction, his playing the run, his taking on pulling offensive linemen, he's capable of doing all that. So that's what I think the Bears are searching for. You know, the, a guy that can check all the boxes and everything a defensive player needs to be capable of doing. He's played in both defenses, as you mentioned. For the Rams, was more of a 3-4 outside backer than becomes a defensive end, not only in Miami, but in Dallas as well. Dallas is more of a four-man front. You know, typically uh, at times last year, Chuck Pagano, he would, and, you know, Vic Fangio has done it as well, that sometimes they'll go to a nickel four-man front on third downs. I think that's where he's probably had the most success when you look at Robert Quinn. But, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it hasn't happened opposite, opposite Cleo Mack. I mean, that's no offense to, to Leonard Floyd. He's been given the opportunity to, to do that. But three sacks when you're playing opposite Cleo Mack, more production was needed. The Bears got better on defense by signing Robert Quinn. In terms of what he's capable of, uh, I know just reading quotes last season uh, from Jason Garrett, uh, just – the ability to bend the corner like he does for a man of his size uh, is an elite situation. Um, there was a lot of different things that he did well. There are some questions about what he, what he does against the run, but in terms of that kind of pass rusher, as you say, opposite now Khalil Mack and the inside of Keem Hicks, and you got your guys inside with Danny Trevathan coming back and Roquan Smith hopefully healthy, what's your opinion of the front seven as it looks now? 
You know, Jeff, Eddie Goldman, you know, he's kind of the guy that if he can take that next level step and he can occupy a little bit more attention on the inside, in the, taking the demand of two offensive linemen, a center and guard at all times. So what that's going to do is that's going to distribute how they can block Robert Quinn to one side, Khalil Mack to the opposite end, and somewhere in the middle is Akeem Hicks. So, Again, you talk about what this front seven can do. It's got probably more capabilities because you add the experience of Robert Quinn. But again, it's you know we we talk about the stars, but need, we need to talk about these guys that need to be the upcoming stars. They need to have Eddie Goldman have that career year, even though he's still a young man. Yeah, I, I think it's as good as any you know for in the National Football League. I, I really do. I think what. With what Tom just said, with a healthy Akeem Harris, you got Roy Robertson, Harris, Khalil Mack, and and Robert Quinn. To me, it, it's better than what it was uh, because I think you will get more of an impact opposite Khalil Mack. Granted, everybody's got to stay healthy. I think everybody knows that on uh, how you rotate those guys through. But I think their front seven is as good as any. It's as good as any in the National Football League, if not, you know, in the top five for sure, without a doubt. Cowboys teammates started calling him the Black Cobra last year, fellas, uh, because of that ability to to bend and strike the quarterback. Had a lot of pressures as well. I like it, right? I like it. Jeff, you know, one thing that comes out of um, I heard about the Cowboys also, you know, he was considered an equally as uh, good, well-playing run player as Demarcus Lawrence was. However, Demarcus Lawrence is a lot bigger of a guy. So, you know, when you talk about not being much of a difference between the two, and, you know, they both of them have Pro Bowl potential. So I, I think that, you know, when you have Robert Quinn and you meet, you, you think about him early in his career, he had speed off the line of scrimmage that was unmatched by a lot of players in the NFL. But now he's got years of experience, intelligence, and understanding out of his stance, not necessarily just a great burst. Knock on wood, everybody stays healthy. That will be a vicious front seven getting to the quarterback. And it'll certainly be... A boost if they can get that thing rolling for the back end of the defense. We'll address that later in the show. All right, another reported deal, Jimmy Graham coming aboard. Big target, 60 of his 74 touchdowns have come in the red zone, boys. That's what you said. He's a target. You know, the thing about it is if he identifies enough attention on the interior of the passing zones or near the line of scrimmage, just think that what that's going to do. Um, for, uh, you know, um, Allen Robinson and the rest of the receivers out here. So he needs to be that attention getter immediately. Red zone target. We've mentioned it. That position has been non-existent. Now with Graham and Harris, we'll see if Jimmy Graham can give that red zone production the Bears is needed. All right. That's Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak. Coming up next, Joel E.A. Booneyway joins the program. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. Hey everybody, this segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it and more at CDW.com. Mike Rankin, Mike Chen, our producers with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak. Welcome into the second part of the hour on our program here today as we break down free agency from a Bears perspective. We'll look at a wider scope of the NFC North tonight as well and look at some of the big stories, including uh, Jim Miller's old teammate. Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots. Before we, we get with Joel E.A. E. Booneyway, we might as well touch on it since I opened the box. Uh, he's going to be a Buccaneer, and it, it's still hard to hard to fathom. 
Yeah, it, well, it really is. But, I mean, you talk to Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans, and I've already talked to a couple of guys uh, down there in Tampa. Just everybody believes, uh, you know, it just changes everything. It elevates everything for an organization that has really struggled. You know, it's you know people even forget how long ago that they won that championship with John Gruden. But remember when they traded for John Gruden, everything kind of elevated in terms of what the standard was, was going to mean. And I, th- I do think Tom Brady... Uh, brings that to the table down there. I think he can still play. Yes, he's not what he was, but they've got the weapons around him uh, that you know that are ideal to what you need for a powerful offense. When you look at Evans, uh, the wide receiver, Godwin is very underrated. Probably still need to shore up a little bit of their offensive line, but they've got two tight ends that are outstanding in uh, Cameron Brayton, and I think O.J. Howard will take another step uh, forward. So I think it's all in place, and you've got Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians will be very flexible with the offense. Tom Moore is also down there. Everybody remembers Tom Moore not only for his days in Indianapolis with Peyton Manning, so it's very quarterback-friendly in terms of uh, the offense. And I think Clyde Christensen as well. So I think for Tom, with everything that was on the table, for what he wanted to do and to have an opportunity, I think Tampa presented the best opportunity for him to do it because you know it, it looked like it was not going to be back in New England for the amount of money he was looking for. All right, that's Jim Miller, Tom Fair, Jeff Joniak here, and pleased to be joined now by Joel E.A. Booneyway, the Bears veteran inside linebacker. Joel, good to see you. Good to talk to you. Hope all things are well, and thanks for joining the program. How are things? So you call me a vet, man. Make me feel old, man. Listen, after that first year, you're a veteran. There's no other way to put it. Hey, oh, man, you know, I... I I asked to have you on tonight because uh, of, of your unique background. Obviously, uh, your, your story is well written. You, you, at, one, at one point in your, your life, you're going to be switching gears, hopefully after a long football career, when we will really call you a, a big-time veteran and, and enter the medical uh, business. That's what you studied in college. Your dad is, uh, if I'm not mistaken currently, still the director of public health at Cal State San Marcos out in California. Mm-hmm. Your mom's a nurse and uh, we're talking front lines of of what is a very unique situation for all of us, uh, us old folks and you you younger guys as well. And mm-hmm. I thought you might give us some perspective on that. First of all, how's mom? How's the family and how's everything going? Yeah, the mo- mom's great. The family's good. Um, she's obviously like, you know, on the front lines of this and dealing with that every day. But she's healthy. I talk to her every day and uh, check in with her. She says she's doing well. So, uh, the family's good. Dad, brothers, everybody else is, is is doing well during this time. Hey, Joel. You know, first of all, let me congratulate you be- for being called a vet because that's something that's not earned by a lot of guys. And after what you just went through with the collective bargaining agreement, you know that's that's a heck of a title that you've been able mm-hmm. to earn. Um, Joel, one thing I want to ask you is about your generation, because I'm reading a lot about how they're act, asking all these people that have millions of followers to go out there mm-hmm. and spread the message of, about the coronavirus and how the young people have to start understanding the message that they do have to have this social distancing. You're a part right. of that generation. Do you follow? I mean, do you follow those rules? And do you think it's important for your generation to go out and spread that message? Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, I feel like uh, we do have a opportunity and a platform to, like, use social media and be able to, like, reach people 
you know, through our following and whatnot. And I think it's important to use that to, to relay that message because, you know, people my age can be, um, you know, a little stubborn sometimes and I feel like they're, they don't have to listen. Or they're above, you know, what's going on or whatever. So personally I've been, I've been doing a, as much as I can to tell my friends and family to just stay away and, you know, try to minimize the contact with people that you have and whatnot. So I think it's important. Obviously, the news has, has done a good job, and social media has helped relay that message across uh, across the people. Well, Joel, and, and one thanks for joining us, Jim Miller here, and just you know for what your your mother and father are dealing with, and everybody keeps on talking about this spike that it still hasn't spiked, and we need to get the uh, the cases to level out and, and hopefully, uh, you know you know, hopefully retreat uh, moving forward. But, you know, just talk about your mom and dad being on the front lines, one, getting all the the equipment that they need to, to fight. And obviously they're being overburdened with what's being asked to be done. And just maybe some feedback mm-hmm. that you've heard from them that people are starting to understand what is happening and why all these, uh, whether it's urgent cares or the medical facilities are just being overburdened right now instead of distancing and isolating and quarantining what they've asked to do to kind of get this spike to retreat a little bit until it, it quits the burden on our medical health care and what's being asked of it right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people aren't taking it as serious as they should. And, you know, my mom has been telling me, you know, a lot that I, I need to do a good job of, of staying indoors and, and staying away from people and, um, relaying that to me and my brothers and me and friends, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get that message to them as well. But yeah, I just think uh, a lot of people are just, they think it's, you know, it's not as serious as it is and that they can, you know, still go about and go out, you know, whether it's going out on the weekend or going out to, you know, even to the gym and things like that. You know I mean? I think it's just important just to stay away from people right now. And um, I think that's a big message that's not really getting across yet, but um, hopefully, you know, in the next, you know, days and weeks that so people can realize that this is something that is, needs to be taken serious and, you know, they should listen to, uh, to the news and the other people that, that the professionals, you know, like my mom and the nurses, obviously, you know, I, I have a direct connection to that, but even the people that don't, you know, have that connection should still like listen to the, the people that are telling them what, what's going on because, you know, this is something that's serious. Joel E.A. Booneyway, our guest here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I, I saw you on Twitter today uh, at IG underscore Nacious, N-A-C-I-O-U-S, and offering uh, encouraging words for doctors and nurses and everybody at Advocate uh, Air Aurora. Um, is that something you're going to keep doing? And, and, and have you talked to your teammates about all this and what, what's their reaction? Because obviously you can't get together. Uh, you got the, the right. building shut down right now. All the NFL facilities are, and you know, during this time. Yeah, yeah, I've been talking to my teammates, and um, pretty much it's kind of just see what happens. You know, we're all like waiting and waiting, and the last week or two has just been wild. You know, as far as things shutting down, and it seems like every day something else shuts down, and it gets a little more serious. But we're all staying in contact and just kind of waiting. Um, to see where where we're headed, you know. But um, it's been fine, you know. I'm I'm trying to just stay stay away. And um, as far as social media, you know, I'm trying to show show love to the people who who are you know dealing with this head on. And 
Um, I think it's important that people uh, see that and, and kind of understand that it's it's obviously not easy to do that and it's it's serious. But, um, yeah, you know, as far as that goes, man, we're just really waiting and, and seeing where, where things go. You know, one thing, Joel, about professional sports, professional football, you can't neglect your body. So when you get yourself in a position like this where you don't have everyday supervision out of the facility, do you have access to that opportunity where you can either lift privately or do you have some equipment that you kind of keep going? Because, you know, back in our day when Jim and I played, you finished the season, then you weren't expected to show up until a two-day mini camp and then the start of training camp. Really, that that could be the actuality, and it's up to you guys to get yourself ready. Mm-hmm. Do you have access to anything? Yeah, yeah, we have. I mean, my my apartment has a gym, um, but even that, I'm I'm kind of staying away from that. Um, I've pretty much just been doing home workouts, and uh, I've got like a, a yoga mat and stuff that I can do stuff with, and um, push ups, sit ups, you know, body body squats, just anything you can you can do to get some type of, you know, exercise and workout in is important. Um, like you said, you know, we're used to just kind of having a, a period to grace back into things, but the way it's looking, we might be, you might, we might have to jump right into it, you know, um, straight away. So I think most guys are doing a good job of just kind of staying on top of their body and working out and um, doing that stuff at home. See that that's what I want to hear, Joel. Is this the Herschel Walker workout? Are you doing like a thousand <laughs> sit ups and a thousand push ups a day? Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh-huh. I would say something like that. Maybe All not right. a thousand, but yeah. Now when you're if you're doing, doing, if you're doing if, well if you got if you do the stand up push ups like where you put your feet up against the wall and you're yeah. you know, I, I want you to do about a hundred yeah. of those a day and you'll you know be good I, to go. Yeah. You're right. You don't even need to do regular ones. You do a hundred of those and you're you're good. Yeah, how about some burpees, fellas? I think we all got to jump on that. We're all at home. We're stuck. We're doing nothing, right? Uh, you know, I want to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I want you to tell me about your dad. Uh, your dad, Emmanuel, as I said, director mm-hmm. of public health at uh, Cal State San Marcos, but got his Ph.D. and M.S. in environmental and occupational health at, at UIC here in Chicago, where you were right. born and, and lived. Mm-hmm. Um, a Nigerian came to this country and and clearly this is something that impacted you given your background and desire also to be a doctor one day. Um, what, what's he doing and, and, and what's, what kind of impact has it made on you, uh, him in this profession? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I've been around health my whole life, you know, uh, started with, with my dad and my mom as well, but um, yeah, you know, we're just, used to being being around that profession and uh it gives you a different viewpoint as far as you know daily life and hygiene and you know all that stuff you know for me wanting to be a doctor like i'm around um around that a lot too so um he's definitely like instilled in me like you know the importance of health and um he's you know his specialty is public health so like this this what we're going through right now is like you know directly what he what he deals with so he's just kind of you know going about it in, in the best way and kind of relaying that message to me and my brothers and telling us uh pretty much what you know the majority of the news and stuff is telling us but it's nice having that perspective you know from, from your dad and um him giving you that advice um it's nice 
Hey, Joel, uh, personally, you know, we, he, Jeff called you a vet at your introduction, and I really respect that because guys have to earn that. But what is your goal for this season? You know, everybody kind of tab you, oh, this guy's going to be a great special teams player, in which you have been. But where where do you see your future going now that you're a little bit more familiar with the new defensive system you're in? You know sure. that Kwiatkowski is signed with the Raiders. So what's Joel, what are you looking for for yourself? Yeah, for me, I mean, um, shout out to Quick, uh, Quick and KPL. You know, those guys got um, new deals and whatnot at different places. But um, for me, you know, I'm just my goal has always been to be a starter and always been to, you know, to be a dominant linebacker in this league. So you know, none of that has changed. Um, my goal this year is to, is to do that exactly. So you know, coming into whenever we start back up, you know, I'm excited to get get to work and. Um, um, I've been putting in the work, and, and so I'm excited to to try to reach that goal this year. Yeah, and that would be my last question because, as Jeff said, you can't go into the facilities. I, I'm sure at some point you'll be in, in contact, and I mentioned whether it's uh, the strength coaches for Phase 1, maybe a good base, mm-hmm. a foundation that they can either email all the players um, to, to really start to get that base under you so you are ready to roll once potentially the right. doors are open and, and come back in. So, you know, is that line of communication going to open up here soon with what you've heard from, from the Chicago Bears? Yeah, yeah. We've been getting emails from, from the team, and, and they've pretty much been telling us any updates um, about what's going on. So far, nothing is in stone yet. It's still early as far as when we will start back up. But, yeah, pretty much day-to-day we're just waiting, waiting for uh, any updates and, uh, once we get that that email or, or the notification that you know we're starting up at this time, I'm sure everybody will be um, back in back in the stride of things and getting ready to uh, get to work. Joel E. A. Booneyway, our guest. My, the last question for me, uh, Joel. Uh, my belief is in the NFL because it is hard to be balanced and and have great units uh, across the board, all three phases, but. Uh, the Bears' mm-hmm. defense is is notable and one of widely regarded as one of the best in the NFL. So, despite the moves and the changes, you, you keep a strength of strength on paper at this point until you guys get on the field. But getting Danny Trevathan, uh, this is all reportedly, obviously, until things are official. But Robert Quinn added to the mix. Uh, just right. your thoughts on on Danny in terms of his leadership and inspirational impact on that football team and what you guys are doing defensively. Right, yeah, Danny, that's that's my guy, that's my big brother. So um, that was like a no-brainer for for him to come back. You know, I'm glad he's back. And um, the leadership, like you said, um, the maturity, just a just a classic vet. You know what I mean? Great player. Um, he's he what he brings has already has already been noted. But um, Robert Quinn, yeah, man, he's he's a beast too, man. You know, we know what he's done um, in his career, and so you know, having him next to Khalil is going to be is going to be a problem for for opposing offenses and uh, our defense is strong, man. Like you said, so you know, bringing back these pieces, uh, bringing back Danny, and then adding uh, adding Robert Quinn is definitely uh, good news. And uh, we're very excited to uh, to obviously get to meet um, you know Robert and um, get started with uh, with chasing this uh, this ring next year. All right. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to join the program. Very insightful and. Uh... Keep uh, keep keep hitting that uh, social networks uh, to get the yeah, get the message sure. out because hey you know uh, 
you know, we talk about working out and getting ready for the season. You know, he'd be, Tommy and, and Jim, one of the first guys you want walking off the bus. This guy's yep. not going to stop mm-hmm. working out. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Joel. Looking forward to see you yeah. when we get all together again. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Good talk Stay you. safe. Stay healthy. Joel E.A. Booneyway, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score back with more on the show after this timeout. One more segment to go here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak. So I was thrilled to talk to Joel E.A. Booneyway, fellas. Uh, he's a smart guy and uh, has uh, the attention of, uh, of a lot of people during this time. So that was uh, very insightful stuff right there from Joel. Yeah, it was. I mean, Joel's, you know, he's it is really an interesting year for Joel. When I talk about a guy like Eddie Goldman that I hope to have a career year to get the best out of the front of the defense, Joel, we've seen his athleticism. We see his intelligence. We hear his intelligence. He's the guy, he's got to be the type of guy that goes into this training camp and, and starts really fighting for that starting job. And I think that more than just a quality special teamer, he can get a lot more reps uh, on, in the defensive configurations they use well before he's even got the doctor attached to his name he's almost like uh, tardif from uh, uh from the yeah. kansas city chiefs right i'm sure a lot of players are tapping into him getting the information because they know he he knows firsthand just with his his experience his mother and father and their experiences as well and you know he's a resource that players are going to turn to 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 educate themselves on on what's going on currently Right now, you want to be aware, and I'm sure players are making themselves aware, and Joel is making himself available so that they're aware of what they need to do uh, to to do their part and, and come out of this unscathed. Yeah, you know, fellas, all, all, anyone wants you just want to be you want to be shot straight on the whole deal. You know what's fact, what's fiction, sure, and uh, and roll with it, and just protect your family. And that's the bigger thing. You know, we all want sports back. We all want everything back. Businesses up and running. Tom, I know your family uh, has a very successful business in Joliet, a restaurant, and, you know, support all these. And, and uh, go ahead, take the time to promote it, too, because, you know, and our friend Lou Canellis uh, with Avli, uh, just opening up a couple restaurants here in the past couple of years. And so many people, you know, support if you can, order out, take the takeout, and, and uh, support the local businesses. It's a big deal. Yeah, Jeff, you know, you, you got a staff that, you know, they make ends meet almost week to week in some aspect. And so if you can help these businesses have some, uh, you know, have an opportunity to cook some food or deliver some food or give you a carryout during these trying times, you know, I, I see it on a real personal level with my brother and my family, and but I see it across the board and, and every small business owner in the world needs the support of their their fellow human beings to make sure that they're making the right deci- they're making the right decision for the big picture not just for themselves. Yeah, and uh, if you can't go there to get the delivery, hey buy a gift card, do whatever you can. You know, maybe it's an opportunity to uh, to send a gift card to somebody a loved one, uh, some, you know, elderly neighbor that are in need that obviously are the most vulnerable to the virus, do what you can uh, to help out your your neighbors and everybody local that you mentioned, Jeff. Yeah, and the other thing I want to also focus on, so, uh, you know, everybody, again, everybody wants to have the sports scene back and rolling. We are very selfish in that regard. We want football to start on time and have the off-season program go, but we got to remember that everybody's families are the most important thing, and these guys, coaches, players, ex- executives, ownership, 
all have to worry about their families first and, and make sure everybody stays healthy. So that doesn't get lost in the equation here. Um, as we move on and talk more about what happened in free agency in the opening days here, and now you're really into the second phase, uh, just get overall thoughts on the division. And, and obviously, you got to win your division first if you want to be a playoff team. So what you guys think of what the Vikings, Packers, and Lions have done, we don't need to go through every acquisition, but where they're going and what they've done in this first phase of free agency. We'll start with Tom. You know, Jeff, I, I think if you look at the division outside the Detroit Lions this past season, and a lot of it had to do with the injury to Matthew Stafford, there was no teams that was in a desperate scenario to make these wholesale changes where they're going to completely change the roster of their team within one free agency period or one offseason. So I think every team took steps to maybe – Lose a player that has been unproductive in the, the, their eyes. And I'm talking about every team across the board because when you look at Trey Waynes leaving Minnesota, he was a high pick a couple of years ago. Every one of the teams in the division has had those um, instances come across. And then you look at the Detroit Lions when they come and they pick guys like Nick Williams. They get Chase Daniel. They get guys out of their own division to try to make their roster better. And that's kind of the... The thinking process is make our roster better while we're depleting the roster of our opponents. So some teams are are also, you know, taking that template to success. Yeah, this seems like to me it's a status quo for Green Bay. They, you know, they lose uh, a tackle in Balaga. They add Wagner, right? They use a lose a talented linebacker in Blake Martinez who led that team in tackles, and they add Christian Kirksey. So to me, you know, and then obviously they lose Jimmy Graham to the Bears and they just re-sign Mercedes Lewis. Minnesota's in the same boat. They probably lost the most. I don't think any Bears mm-hmm. fans are going to have any love loss that, that Stephon Diggs is shipped off to right. to the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. You know, but they kind of maintain the status quo. They, lo- they lose Linville Joseph. They add big defensive tackle Michael Pierce. So and then, you know, they franchise tag, obviously, Anthony Harris. So that's kind of the status quo there. If anything, they've lost a little bit in terms of the production with Diggs. Detroit, you can say that they, they've lost quite a bit. You know, I, I, you know, I think when you sign Desmond Trufant, he's not as good as, as uh, what they lost in Slay in, in that trade, but he's serviceable. You know, but Detroit certainly is relying. You know, there's no way you're going to put uh, Danny Shelton in the mode of of Snacks Harrison. So, and then you add Nick Williams. So it's more of a rotational thing uh, for the Detroit Lions. But I don't think Detroit has really bettered themselves. They've had a lot of holes to fill, and they lost some key players that I still don't think they've filled yet. All right, well, not many players left uh, prior to the arrival of Matt Patricia, and he's certainly getting more of the New England influence there. Uh, but certainly sounded as well no love lost between Darius Slay and the head coach, who's now the highest-paid corner in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, you know, right. Jeff, hasn't Darius Slay probably been the best player on the football team over the last couple of years? I know Matthew Stafford is the quarterback and what he does, but when when you're presented that football team, defensively speaking, for a lack of talent up in front of him, he was probably the the best defensive player they had. Mm, I I don't know, man. I think they were ranked 28th in the NFL in defense, and I believe he only had two interceptions a year ago. So, well, that, Jim, I'm just yeah. talking about the best on their team. I'm not talking oh, yeah. about the best in the league because you know I I think he may be in the the only concern of a defensive player, not only by the Bears but anybody else. Right. No, it's a it's a good point, but man, it. Pass rush, they still they've got a lot of work to do for for Detroit, and I'm sure you know with the mandate by ownership. 
that uh, coach has got to be in a playoff run. You just wonder if, if the talent that is being shipped out the building, it doesn't look like the talent they've replaced it with. That's going to be tough to win with. Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak here on Bears All Access. Remaining moments before we turn it back over to the guys on the score. Uh, real quick, again, salary cap situation being what it is, Bears have to be you know, very particular right now in terms of what they do moving forward. And we got the draft coming up, two picks in the second round. Obviously, giving up that fourth, no third. You've got a five, and you got two sixes and two sevens. Um, the the people that they lost were people that were required to play last year because of injury and stepping into roles, and it really did make a difference. Yeah, the record was eight and eight, but at times we were praising the guys that they had on a roster that was deep. So guys like Nick Kwiatkowski, Cornelius Lucas, who uh, reportedly agrees with the Redskins, was a very important piece to that puzzle up front um obviously chase daniel is a backup quarterback uh, nick williams did a nice job inside kevin pierre lewis we all praised his performance we're talking in every phase special teams on defense and on offense despite its inequities over the course of the year is this an important time now to cherry pick your way through the rest of free agency and whatever you get in the draft to also reload that depth that now you have to replenish just don't bring in bodies bring in something of value whether it's future potential and development or you know maybe someone that has a hiccup of an injury that the, you know is upside is still yet to come well i think they've upgraded the two spots that were key that we mentioned pass rusher and quarterback certainly has been elevated and we'll see what they can do and upgrade some some depth as you mentioned uh, jeff via the draft all right fellas we'll talk to you next wednesday stay safe stay healthy everybody Thanks for joining us for Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Joel E.A. Booneyway, Mike Rankin, and Mike Chen, our producers. We appreciate you listening tonight. Hope all stays well for everybody, and keep listening to the score as we bring you the best in sports. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.